You're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wanderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we're going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. friend, I just wanted to pop in and give you a quick announcement because it is the beginning of November right now and at the end of this month is going to be the Black Friday, Shop Small Saturday, Cyber Business Monday sales that are going to be happening and I wanted to let you know about some sales that I was going to be running because I am really excited about them. So I have a couple different things going on. So whatever it is that you're here for, I hope that you can find something awesome for you. And I have some brand new stuff that I'm going to be launching. Um, So first, I'm going to be running a sale in my Etsy shop. Everything is going to be discounted. Plus, anytime you buy a pair of earrings, you are going to get a free pair of studs. Um, So they're going to be like a little surprise. Um, So you'll get a pack of um, a pair of studs for any um, orders you make with the jewelry shop and then weavings and journals all of those things are also going to be on sale in addition and then I'm going to be running a really huge discount for 40% off you're going to be able to buy all of my creative courses plus you're going to get one of my um, artist journals in with that bundle and a plus plus this is the most exciting fun thing that I'm here to tell you about that I am launching a new year-long course, and um, it is a way for you to tell your story in the most simple way possible, and then at the end of the year, put it all together and have a yearbook of what your year was like. And so I took all the feedback I got from the past stories from your class and I thought, what could I do to make this so simple and make this more of a long-term project for people? So every Monday, you are gonna get an email with a prompt, a photo prompt and a writing prompt. And so you have the whole week to take that one picture and share that one photo and write that one story and put it on Instagram. And then at the end of the year, we're going to collect all 52 of those and put them into a yearbook to showcase everything that's happened um, in your year. So it's going to be, you know, the big moments like birthdays and things, but then it's also going to be little things like Saturday in the park or your favorite book you read this year, you know, all of those little bits of life that happen that we maybe don't always document. Um, I'm going to walk you through doing that and it's going to be so incredibly simple. Um, And I want to make this so accessible to everyone. So not only are you going to get access to the 52 prompts um, and the walkthrough video of how to turn it into a really simple, quick book, um, but you're going to get access to my phone photography 101 class. So you're going to know be able to take really beautiful pictures and I'm going to have writing tips and everything in there for you. So it's going to be really, really simple, um, but it's going to be really impactful because what would that look like for you? Wouldn't you be so overjoyed to look back at the end of the year and be able to see, you know, 52 highlights of things that happened in your year um, and had them all documented really, really simply. And so you don't have to go back and like search for things and try and remember stuff. Um, Those moments will just be documented and ready to go for you. Um, 
So I want this class to be really accessible. So it's actually going to be on sale for 50% off. You're going to get it for $25 or it's going to be in that big, big bundle with all the other classes too. Um, but if you just want to snag this one, it's going to be $25 um, just for Black Friday weekend. And then um, I'm going to reopen it in December and it will be double that price. Um, so if you want to get in on it now, I, I would really encourage you to do that. Um, and you're going to be able to find all of this information at lauren-likes.com slash sale, S-A-L-E. And that is going to be the page where it's going to have everything about the bundles that I am offering and the discounts um, and the links to everything to purchase. But that um, page won't be open right now. It'll be open um, at the end of November. Black Friday weekend. That's the weekend of after American Thanksgiving. Um, and so make sure you're on my email list if you want to learn more about that and get all of that. Lauren-likes.com slash newsletter. Um, so I hope you're really excited about grabbing some great creative courses, getting some awesome jewelry, or maybe a weaving. Um, and I hope you will join me next year as we tell our stories. Um, one, one week, one story, at a time every week next year and at the end we put together a beautiful yearbook of 2022 wow that's crazy well with all of that said let's get on to today's show welcome to how she creates today i'm really really excited i've been asking my friend kersha to come on for months now because I have started thinking about this idea of creating for other people and how that affects our creativity. And Kersha is one of my very favorite people. I met her, oh my gosh, years ago now at the Being Boss Camp in Canada. And she is a designer. And so she designed um, all of the stuff that you see here, my logo, my like podcast, the little picture, the look. I don't even know what to call it, the graphic. Um, so everything she did, she made for me, and that's why it's all so beautiful and so cohesive. Um, so yes, I just think Kersha is incredibly creative, so organized, um, so, so kind. So I'm really excited to introduce you. Kersha, thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm also not the most organized person, but thank you. Those were such kind words. <laughs> I feel like you're so organized that you got you get all of these things done for other people. And so I yeah, and like the folder you sent me is so well organized with all of my graphics and things in it. So I'll I'll say you're very organized. Okay, thank you. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. I do have to organize my files, but the rest of it is like not so organized. <laughs> Uh, well, give us a quick intro to who you are, where you are, what you do, where we can find you. Okay, awesome. Okay, so my name is Kersha. Um, I'm a graphic designer, artist, illustrator. Um, I I'm, live in like a smallish town in Minnesota. Um, it's called Winona. Um, it's right on the Mississippi Um it's beautiful, especially this time of year with like the changing leaves. Um, but yeah, right on the Mississippi. And then there's, it's tucked between the Mississippi and bluffs. Um, it's a, it's a gorgeous area, but kind of a small town in Minnesota. Um, and let's see. I, yeah, I'm a graphic designer, illustrator. Um, I, I love to work with people that are bringing good into the world. Um, and I do that in a multitude of ways through um, like layout design, um, branding, illustration, um, and licensing artwork. 
Um, so kind of a handful of things, but I like to keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that you balance um, creating for other people and creating for yourself. Because like I said, you you have the licensing where you create artwork for other people, which is, you know, a little bit of a mix. But then you have your own print shop and stickers and things like that. So you're still creating the art that you want to create, not just stuff for people like me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so that's, that brings us like perfectly into our conversation um, about the idea of creating for yourself versus creating for other people. Um, but before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about your creative story, your background, how you got started, you know, how you fell in love with creativity, and then how you ended up becoming a graphic designer. Okay, sure. Okay, so crazy enough, I remember telling my daycare provider that when I grow up, I'm going to be an artist. Um, and I didn't really, I believed it then, but then somewhere along the line, I kind of forgot that I said that. Um, but full circle, I ended up being an artist. Um, but yeah, after um, a couple of years after I said that, because I was probably like, I don't know, maybe three or, or four or five when I said that, um, a couple years later, I remember attending this scrapbooking party I think it was called creative memories at my yes. aunt's house <laughs> yes and like I fell head over heels in love with scrapbooking I loved like the color schemes I loved the fun patterns I loved like the stickers and like the type uh like typography with the stickers um and I love that it all like came together to tell a story. Um, of course, I didn't realize it then, but that's exactly what I still love about creating and designing today is using all those elements to tell a story. Um, so yeah, that's like where I fell in love with design. I didn't know it then. Um, I didn't know what design was until college. Um, and at that point I was like terrified to take a drawing class. Um, especially because I had never taken a drawing class before. And I had this misconception that in order to be a real artist, that you had to be able to draw a portrait of someone in the, in the, in the exact like rendition of how they looked with the shading perfectly and like the eyeballs exactly how they look. <laughs> And I, I still can't do that today. Um, but at some point, I just, I took more classes and I gained a little bit of confidence, like every class that I took. Um, and so I eventually declared my major as art. Um, and I took all the classes that I needed to. And um, I think I... Uh, my like emphasis was in graphic design and then we had to have a second emphasis which was in printmaking which I love that too um but yeah so I and then I ended up um graduating college out of college I got a job at um this like sports company that created like pennants and um keychains and all the type of things that you you would see at like um professional sports games um 
this it wasn't like I worked there for about a year. It wasn't exactly like the greatest fit. <laughs> um, and then I got a job at this furniture company. Um, and I did social media design for them. Um, and like, uh, catalog design. Um, and after that, or like throughout these years, after I graduated the whole time I was working on like trying to become a freelance designer. Um, and I had started a blog and just, just really tried to like push myself creatively, um, took on any project that came my way, went to conferences, like you said, where we met, um, and just started making connections and just building a portfolio, um, and putting myself and my work out there. Um, and then about two years ago, I ended up quitting that job and jumped into full-time freelance design work and, um, really haven't looked back since it's been it's been an adventure it's been a roller coaster but it's been super fun and challenging and amazing (laughs) ah i love that so much that's so similar to my story creative memories is also how i got started and kind of the world of creativity and scrapbooking and storytelling and i still love that exact same thing that's still kind of the foundation although i just don't use the creative memory stickers anymore but i still actually use multiple creative memories tools in like my everyday creating they just made good stuff um but anyway that's off topic oh and then i wanted to go to college for art too but I'm not a portrait artist either. And so I ended up choosing social work because I didn't really know that there was another avenue for me out there. Um, and I sure. just got scared. So I love that you you continued through with it. Um, so what is your creative process like? Because you're more of a digital artist. Do you do things by hand still? Or tell us kind of a little bit of how you maybe for your print shop, how you get an idea and turn it into something that can be sent to someone's house to hang up? Yes. Okay. Great question. Um, So I used to do things by hand. Sometimes I will just really quickly like sketch out um, ideas on paper, but mostly I do everything on my iPad, um, my iPad Pro with my Apple Pencil. Um, and the app Procreate. Um, and yeah, I, I just love it because there's like so many brushes that you can use and uh, you could draw the same thing and it's going to look different because you used a different brush. Um, so yeah, I will create from there. I will take, um, you know, I love drawing like plants and flowers. Um, so some of my prints in my print shop um, are just of that um but other ones um you know i i think about like words that i need to hear um because i can get so overwhelmed and um maybe like down on myself or like you know need a confidence boost and i know like i'm not the only one that feels that way so i will think about what i need to hear like in this creative process or just in life in general um And then I'll letter it on my iPad, um, maybe throw some flowers on there, um, you know, whatever comes to mind (laughs) um, or whatever's inspiring me lately. Um, And yeah, I will draw it there and then I'll probably 
um, then open it in Photoshop and clean it up. Um, maybe change the colors if I need to, um, and just like perfect it and refine it in Photoshop. Um, and yeah, and then I will have the final piece, um, send it to the printer, printer will bring it back to me and, um, I'll photograph it, put it on my website, um, promote it on Instagram. If I have the bandwidth for Instagram for social media, um, and yeah, and then package it up when I get a sale and send it off. So I think it is a good mix that you have. Sometimes I think we think digital artists are just like clicking buttons on the computer. And I think like you're literally still hand drawing everything, um, you know, and there's so much of that creative process. It's just looks different than, you know, someone who's maybe painting. Um, and I think I forget that sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So that's your process for creating for yourself, but how does that change when you're creating for someone else? What's kind of your mindset as you're gearing up for creating, you know, for someone like me or, you know, and what's the, what's different in those processes and what's, what do you find is still the same? Sure. Sure. Okay. So the first thing that I'm going to do if I'm working with a client is I want to know like all about them. I want to know who they are. Um, I want to know about their business. Um, I want to know why they do what they do, like what inspires them and, and where they're headed, like what their goals are. Um, because then I kind of need to jump into like their mindset. Um, and so I can create something that is aligned with with them, with their business and where they want to go. Um, so that's the first thing that I do is I want to find out all about them. Um, and sometimes if necessary, and I think we did this for your project too, um, we'll hop on like Pinterest and start pinning things that are inspired, that inspire them and like kind of in the creative direction that they want to go. Um, and then I'll take all that information and create a mood board and a direction um like based on the project that we're doing um and yeah and then working with a the client there's a lot of like feedback a lot of um like presenting and saying here's what i th here's what i did what i think how this aligns with um with your business and where you want to go um and then the client will give me feedback and I'll make revisions and things like that. So there's a lot of back and forth, um, which I love. I am coming to realize that I really do love that. I love having someone to like, um, feel like I'm in collaboration with because when I'm working for myself, um, or creating something just for myself, I really don't have that. It's like this conversation that I have in my own brain and I am like, um, okay. And now I'm tired because, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be the creator and the critiquer and sometimes that's exhausting. So that is a main difference. Um, you know, and the, and similarities, I think I do, um, I do a lot of, um, like research or like inspiration gathering or creating a mood board. Sometimes I'll do that for myself too. Um, 
because otherwise I'll just get overwhelmed and off track. <laughs> um, and let's see, what else would be um, similar? I think similar is that I really enjoy the the play and exploring aspect. I think that's really important um, on both sides. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard even in even in my brain like right now to like separate the two because sometimes they can be um they can be so similar besides the like back and forth that I have with um the client that okay yeah. all right my brain's like going like 10 different directions I have so many things I want to like <laughs> say and ask you um and call out so one of the big reasons I wanted to have this conversation is because I have started doing custom, you know, commissioned work also, and I love, hate it. Um, and I was so curious to hear what some, how someone else felt about it. And I love that you described that the struggle of creating a loan is you have to make all the decisions, you know, versus yes. when you get to collaborate with someone else, even though you're making the thing, you still get that feedback and you know it's not just your idea so it's getting better and you know morphing and um I I love that you explain that and you're right it is more tiring to just kind of create for yourself sometimes because you ha do have to make all of the decisions and then you're just not sure of the outcome you know versus someone else can say yes that's it that's finished or no that's not it um exactly that's so so true um but, okay, so one thing I love about what you do is, you know, so here's the difference. So when I do a custom commissioned weaving for someone, essentially they'll say, hey, I really like this weaving that you did. Can you do it smaller and in this color? You know, so they're kind of changing one or two things. You know, I kind of have like a mix of like three choices they get and they get to put those three things together in their own unique way but it's not really creating anything from scratch per se for them, but you really do that. And, you know, when you did my branding and everything for me, it really came out at the end looking like something I would have made, but way more polished, you know, and way more like higher level. Um, but you made it and we don't have the same style, you know, so you're doing that for people. And so it's like, not only are you the artist, but you're like figuring out how to get inside their mind and channel them through your art. Is that a struggle for you to create something completely out of your wheelhouse? Because it's not supposed to look like you. It's supposed to look like the person you're creating for. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's a great question. I think, honestly, I think that that is like, maybe one of like my superpowers like um I feel like I'm really good at that at like taking something just like diving into someone's like brand and like your brand was you already had like an established brand we just like created like refined some things and created more elements for you so I had a really good like basis and I met you and knew you like um I love that I love the challenge of um just 
like kind of being someone else or like jumping into some someone else's um like brands because I love well another misconception that I have is that you have to have as an artist you have to have one style and you have to stick to it and I just I feel so confined by that so I love having the opportunity to jump into something that maybe isn't necessarily my style and be challenged by that and see if I can create something in that style um that said there is probably some challenges that arise that is like okay, I've never done this before. This is my first time I'm doing this. Um, that's kind of scary. Um, and you kind of don't know if it's going to turn out. Um, but that's why I love working with people too, is that, you know, then you can bounce ideas off of each other um, and kind of have someone to, to offer feedback and brainstorm with. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's struggles in everything, but um, I really do enjoy having that opportunity to create something that maybe I would have never necessarily done on my own. Yeah. And I mean, and have, do you feel like your creativity just grows so much every time you do projects like that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's, it blows my mind every single time I'm like done with a project and I'm like, this was not here before we started. Um, and now I have every time and every time I can complete a project, it's like another little like confidence boost where it's like, um, the next project inquiry that I get, I feel a little bit more confident. Like, oh yeah, I did that with Lauren. I did that over here. I can, I can do that again. Or, you know, I was nervous with this project. Um, and I'm maybe nervous with this new project, but I know I've been in this position before. Um, so yeah, it's it's challenging and it's exciting. I think a challenge is always exciting. <laughs> yes. Oh, I totally agree with that. And how do you deal with the pressure? Because I think I noticed myself, I had a stint where I had so many customs, which I'm so grateful for, um, but I just didn't have time to create anything for myself. And I started to notice that I was getting more and more nervous with every line that I made because I was like, are they going to like it like this? What are they, what are they going to think about this? Is this what they really wanted? Um, because, you know, I don't really do, I don't get the feedback. I send them a sketch, like I send them a color palette and a sketch, but then they don't see it until they open it in the mail because I want them to like have that reaction. And there's really not a lot of changes you can make to weavings. Um, sure. I mean, you can, but it's like you have to essentially restart, you know, sometimes. And so I notice myself getting more um, nervous and questioning and feeling the pressure versus if I just could make something and just like run wild with my own imagination. Um, you know, I would do things differently, or I don't know that I would feel um, the worry and the weight of other people's judgment and expectations and their money because they're paying for it. Um, mm -hmm. Do you deal with that? How do you how do you deal with it? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel that pressure. Um, because like you said, I want everybody that I work with to love what I create for them. And I want it to be effective and they're making an investment in me and I want that I want there to be a return for them 
um, if the, like that pressure can, it can really overwhelm me. Um, but at the same time, it does push me to like do the best that I can. Um, and each time that I do create something for someone, I learn something and I grow from it. Um, and I don't know, just like comparing our two scenarios, that's like where the feedback um, really relieves some of that pressure for me. Um, where I can, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this line, but if I don't know about it, I can just ask them how they feel about it. Um, whereas if I was like, okay, here it is, it's done, it's finished, you can't make any changes, I would be, I would be freaking out and like probably get into um, like analysis paralysis. Um, so I commend you for, for doing that. And I, it is a real thing that like you can, like one stitch or like one color or one line and you're like oh, I don't know what they're gonna think about this I don't know and like it's just so crazy like it's like so wild to me and so cool at the same time that you can be so involved in such a small little detail of something that's like of a greater whole like you know you're creating this weaving and you're thinking about this like one line in the weaving when the person that's going to receive it is going to see it as a whole and like you you know like we're just so up close and personal to the work that it's so easy to be like overwhelmed or to like over question something um like in the process but the person that is receiving it is going to see it as a whole maybe that would take some of the pressure off. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a really good reminder. And I think it's a good reminder for all artists, you know, everyone who's listening, you know, they think like, oh, people are going to hate this, you know, this like one tiny little corner looks so bad. But you're right. Observers see the big picture. We they're not as in the details as we are. And I think that's where we really get stuck. Do you ever get stuck like that? Like, what do you do when you're when you're kind of blocked and maybe you don't have that feedback and you're, you need to make a decision or you're working on something for yourself, what do you do? Oh man. Um, I take a break. Yeah. <laughs> like I, if I can, if I can take a break, um, especially if there's like a lot of overwhelm, I'm like, okay, I just need to step away for a little bit. Um, or, you know, I would, if there needs to be like a decision to be made, I would probably reach out to like a trusted friend or like someone with um, like, or a fellow artist that could help me through that to like give me that feedback. Um, I am realizing that, that I do, <laughs> that I do really need that type of like feedback situation because I don't think that I could like move on without it like I can get really stuck in my head um so I need even if it's just someone that is like this looks fine <laughs> like this yeah. looks great you know <laughs> like keep going like you're mm -hmm. you're just fine um because yeah sometimes it can be really like lonely I guess you know because you're like so in in this in this certain project and it just needs someone to 
uh, maybe to encourage you. Maybe that's what I'm looking for too. It's just like, I just need a little bit of encouragement to get over this. Um, maybe not even feedback. Um, yeah. Does that, does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I really, really struggle with that too. I, my girlfriends who, you know, aren't in this business at all, I text them constantly. I'm like, what do we think about this line? What do we want to do with this? And it's like sharing the burden. You know, I'm not the only one who's responsible for this and making this decision. Um, and you're right. And it's always interesting to me too. And I get their feedback and they're like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. And I'm like, nope, I don't agree. And it like reinforces my own opinion, you know, in my own direction. Or sometimes it gives me a totally new idea that I was just way too stuck to see. Um, so I'm with you. I need a lot of feedback too. And so it's yes. funny that I've set up my business to where I don't get any feedback. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> oh, so how do you balance the two things, you know, creating for other people versus creating for yourself, you know, well, first, let me ask you this. Do you like creating for other people or for yourself better? Mm -hmm. That's such a good question. Um, I like, I like the balance of it. <laughs> I like both. I like having both of them. I think, <laughs> um, if I'm creating for other people too much that I can sense that I start to get a little agitated, a little crabby from like, I just need to create for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and so I like having that. I have that Avenue as well. Um, and when I'm creating for myself and I'm, like just really in that space, then I can start to feel a little nervous because it's like, I, it feels a little bit more risky because mm. it's like, um, it's like if I'm working with a client, there's like a, a, a paid schedule that's happening. <laughs> and if I'm working for myself, it feels a little bit more risky. Like I'm investing a little bit more in the future. Um, so I can get a little overwhelmed at that point too, at that point where I'm like working solely on just stuff for myself. I can be like, okay, well now I need to like make some money somehow. <laughs> I need to pay the bills. Uh, so I really, I really do like the balance of having them both. I think they are different, but they complement each other and support me in different ways. And so, okay, there are three levels of creating, I would say. There's creating solely for yourself, you know, stuff that you're not going to sell, that you might not even share. And then there is something that you're creating for yourself, but for other people, you know, your prints, my earrings, things like that. And then there is, you know, a commission, a custom piece that you're doing. Someone else has said, this is what I want. Can you make this for me? Um, and so when you're creating kind of in that middle level of, you know, this is what I want to make, but I'm going to try and sell it. How do you balance that? Because then you're still creating for someone else, but this other person is more ambiguous and you just kind of hope they'll be out there in the future and find you. Do you think about that? Or are you just like, this is what I like. And if people, people want it, they could buy it. If not, oh well, how do you, how do you think about that line? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Okay. So I definitely 
think about that. And right now I'm like in a little bit of a season where I am in that space where I am like creating something um, that is like, I'm going to be, hopefully it's going to sell. Maybe it won't. I don't really know. Um, I, it's like a, it's like a weird, a weird place to be a weird, kind of scary, kind of exciting place to be. Cause it's like, I have this freedom, but I don't want to go like too crazy where it's on, you know, maybe it won't sell. Um, and you know, like the nitty gritty stuff, like I might choose, like, um, I like love this, like kind of like this, like ugly green. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can like picture that color, but it's like kind of green, kind of yellow. Um, I love that color. Um, but I don't know if that color is going to sell very well. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's decisions in that process that need to happen um that i that you kind of just need to like balance um that line of like i probably would choose this color but i think you know maybe this other color is going to sell better um and the good thing with that too is that uh it, color wise like color is an easy thing to change um but yeah, it is definitely something that I think about and kind of have to um, like go back to. And it's definitely in the process. Like when I'm making this stuff, I'm thinking about um, how is it going to look framed? How is it going to look on a wall? Um, how is it going to look on the website? How is it going to look... Um, photographed and or like what scenario what season is this going to sell in um yeah I guess I think about a lot when I'm trying to create things in in that middle space um but again it's it's a challenge and it's it's fun it keeps me on my toes and mm -hmm. I like that <laughs> And have, I know your print shop's not super, super old, but have you seen, um, your, you know, better sellers? Are they things that you were just like, you know what, this is what I like and this is what I'm making. Or are they things that you were like, this is what I like, but this is what I think is a little more palatable. You know, can you tell the difference in which ones sell better? Oh, that's very interesting. Um, to think about it like that. I, I actually think the best sellers are the ones that are were in like that middle ground. Um, because some of like half the things in my print shop are things that I made um, when I was doing the 100 day project and I wasn't thinking about creating prints. I was just like focused on just creating something, anything. Um, and then the things that I made after that, that were specifically for the print shop, I think those are the ones that did sell a little better and they were um, a little like simpler and I think a little bit, a little bit more trendy, I would say, um, than the other, than the other pieces. <laughs> you know, it's so, so interesting to me because I've been like trying to figure this out too with my jewelry shop is, you know, when I just make whatever I want to make, sometimes they sell 
so fast and sometimes they don't sell at all, you know, but I did, I did a whole collection, um, and it sold and it was fine, but it did not sell the same. Um, I did, it was the nature collection and it was much more muted colors, um, plain things, you know, just like lots of greens with textures instead of my normal, like rainbow paint splatter stuff and that stuff just took forever to sell because I was truly making it for someone else because I thought okay well right now I only have hot pink stuff in my store let me make some more neutral stuff that you know some more people who are kind of like middle of the road you know don't wear hot pink with paint splatters will will wear and I I d- they didn't sell super well because I was like, oh, well, obviously, because those aren't the people who follow me and who like my stuff um, because sure. they also like the paint splatters. Um, so that's been a learning curve for me, too, though, but also figuring out just because I will wear something that's kind of nuts doesn't mean everyone else will. Um, so I'm with you. That's that one's hard because you want to balance creating what you want for your own creativity and then. I love making things for other people. I love seeing people wear my earrings, you know, or hang my weavings up, you know. Um, I really do love seeing those items out in the world and being interacted with in a different way than if I just made something for myself and posted on Instagram and got a bunch of likes. Like, that's fine. But seeing someone actually choose to wear something I made is a really really big deal and a real huge boost for my like creative confidence do you do you kind of feel the same yes absolutely it's like I'm realizing now when just like I love just like decorating my apartment so I'm like always I don't know on the search for like new prints or artists or you know like but there's only so much wall space Mm -hmm. so it's like if someone decides to and there's, you know, with wall decor, there you can go any store or basically any store, you go Target, Home Goods, uh, Hobby Lobby, like Walmart, anywhere you go, they're gonna have like a wall decor for you. Um, so the fact that someone chooses to or like resonates with my work that much that they're gonna order from me, they're going to, um, you know, buy a, a frame and they're gonna find a spot on their wall to put something that I created is like it it's hard to wrap my brain around like it's yeah it's like the it's like the highest compliment it's it's the coolest thing um especially if it's like like I'm looking at one that I have in my um in my office right now it says no matter what happens be proud of yourself darling and it's like I created that in this moment where I was um, just nervous. I was like nervous about sending a project off, um, you know, and it could, it could go either way. Like um, they're going to hate it or they're going to love it. Um, But in that moment, I needed to be reminded, like, I need to be proud of yourself. Like, look, look how far you've come. Look what you did. Like you sent it off Um, no matter what happens, like, you did your best. And if that, and if that resonates with someone, it's that feeling like I'm not alone either. Like we all feel that way and need that reminder sometimes. So yeah, it's, 
it's wild and it's so cool <laughs> and it makes me so grateful and so humble like it's yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah seeing something you created out in the wild and have someone else appreciate it is is yeah it's so different and i think you know we talk about it a lot with like instagram and that gratification and people creating for instagram to get likes and like i know how to do that but that doesn't mean stuff is going to sell and people are going to want to wear it or buy it or use it um and so creating for that validation has been such a game changer for me to see the difference in those two things you know versus what's trendy and popular versus what people actually love um and want to use has been has been a big shift in my creativity that I didn't realize was happening or going to happen as I shifted from because, you know, I used to just be a creative teacher, you know, so essentially getting people to like what I posted on Instagram was kind of how then I got them to come learn with me. Um, but now, and that's different than what people will buy, you know, for their home. And so yeah, it's just been a really interesting growth process that I didn't expect. And so I was really excited to talk to you about it because it's what you do all the time. Um, so that's so awesome. But how do you keep your own creative voice central when you're doing so many projects for so many other people in so many different styles? How do you always come back to your kind of center who you are? Oh man. Okay. That's a, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, and also it, like, it is interesting that I can create all these different styles or, um, you know, for different people, but what I come back to is usually typically the same type of like the same type of colors or the same type of like subject like it's probably going to be something that's lettered probably going to have flowers probably going to have green probably going to have pink um um like plants and flowers like with maybe a little bit of like this quirky vintage vibe to it um and i think that's just because i can't help it <laughs> like that's just who I am and uh, what I've always liked. Um, it's like going back to the, like way back to the creative memory scrapbooking um, with, I always loved the, like the flower patterns and the, the funky letters and that even with scrapbooking, like you hand write, um, you know, the story on this piece mm -hmm. of paper. Um, I don't know. So it feels so natural to go back to that. Um, and it, it feels kind of safe too, you know, where I'm like working for other people or creating something in this like field that I wouldn't necessarily do um, on my own can kind of be scary. But when I come back to what I like to create and what I, you know, will would gravitate towards naturally it feels a little bit more safe and like um kind of like a like um like a release like i'm exhaling <laughs> that's such a good creative challenge i think for people if you feel like you're listening to this and you're an artist or you um you know 
sell your artwork, whether you do or not. And if you're not sure kind of what your center is, you know, your creative center is to go back and look at some of your childhood artwork and see what themes and um, elements that you can pull out of that you still love today um, and help kind of ground yourself in that. I think that's a great challenge. If anyone's listening and you're struggling with that, go go try that activity and see see if it helps. And then, of course, you know, tag us on Instagram when you do it. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, that's such a fun one. So what does living a creative lifestyle look like for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this question. Um, And it's also kind of a hard question. Um, But I think for me, it looks like always being open. Like I think of keeping my eyes open, keeping my ears open, my mind open, and my heart open um to like what the day brings or what the experience brings um it's like every day surprises me with something that inspires me or like it you know is beautiful in like the smallest way possible um I was on a walk the other day and I just I saw this leaf that like blew my mind it like it looked like a grid but it was on this leaf I was like this is insane this is the coolest thing I've ever seen and I'm like having this like moment on this sidewalk (laughs) um and I think it's that it's just like finding those like small um inspiring beautiful moments in the most um surprising way um so yeah I think I'm just like always I love the always being on the lookout for something like that or attentive to something like that. It makes life so fun and so surprising. Um, so yeah, I would wrap it up <laughs> um, and just in staying open. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite. It's, it's those artist eyes, you know, seeing everything, yes. you know, through the world, through that lens of those artist eyes is just magical. Oh, and I have one more question um, okay. about your, your process. Do you have like a secret signature that you put into everyone's brand? Like everyone has a star or everyone has like something that you slip into every project. So it's always has that little like note of you in it. Oh my gosh, I do not. But I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should. Oh my gosh. I Okay, now I might have to go back and just like see if I did it like unintentionally. But I love that. I love, I love that idea. <laughs> oh, yes, you definitely should. That is, that would be very fun. It's like a little secret, just like a little secret love note that, you know, people would have to know to look for. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, okay, so my real last question is, what is your favorite resource for creativity? Where do you go when you need some inspiration? Okay. I, there, like, <laughs> I can be inspired by obviously (laughs) the smallest little thing. Um, But my absolute favorite like resource or like thing to do um, for creativity is go to an art museum um, or really any museum. Um, And I'm so lucky to live in the town that I do live in because we have this amazing art museum. It's called 
um, the Minnesota Marine Art Museum. And I love saying that I live in the, like, in the same area where there is a Van Gogh. <laughs> like, wow. there's a Van Gogh, like, you know, like a mile from me. And it's like, it's my favorite thing. Um, and I love being, like, having that, like, just a mile down the road where I can go um, and see the same paintings. And every single time that I go there, I know where these paintings are going to be. I know the gist of what they look like. But every time I go, I find something new that I love or, like, that I'm inspired by. And sometimes it's just, like, this little corner of this, like, Matisse painting. And that I'm inspired by, like, the, this one brush stroke. Like, it's my that, that's that's my favorite thing to do. Like I'm, I'm always inspired after I leave an art museum. <laughs> oh, same. Of course. Same. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you so much for being here. It is currently early November. So what can we be looking forward to from you coming up in this season? What do you have coming out? What are you working on? Are you having a black Friday sale? Tell us all the details. Oh my goodness. Um, Yes, I need to like start planning that. Um, I am right now I am working on um, a li like wrapping up some client work and I'm also diving into um, like licensing work for um, holiday 2022. Um, so I am excited about that, like the holiday season coming up. Um, but for the print shop, um, yeah, I need to start planning for like a Black Friday sale. Um, I do have some new prints that I want to release soon. Um, so yeah, there's there's some good stuff coming. <laughs> awesome. So tell us, are you on Etsy or do you have your own website? Oh yes. So I have my own website. It's kershajane.com, K-E-R-C-I-A-J-A-N-E. -A -A -E. um, and then I think it's like slash print shop, but there's a tab right there on the homepage for print shop for the print shop. Um, so yeah, I'm not on Etsy um, yet, but I have debated <laughs> doing that. Um, but yeah, just my website right now. And you can find me on Instagram too. And that's just Persia Jane. Um, yeah. And I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, sometimes when I have the like bandwidth and um and in like a good mental state for the socials <laughs> yeah awesome okay well I'm gonna have links to everything in the show notes so definitely awesome. um check Kersha out thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience with us this has been so very fun um and yeah have a happy November you guys thanks so much for being yeah. here Oh, thank you so much, Lauren. This has been a blast and it's so good to see you and talk to you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show, please visit lauren-likes.com slash podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty creative happenings around here. If you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes Blog and using the hashtag HowSheCreates. 
Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something. 